Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to this, the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 155, entitled, Are We Boring? It was published on Thursday, the 21st of November, 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and just before we begin the podcast proper, I'd like to point out a few bits and pieces, a bit of housekeeping if you like. Well, Black Friday is just around the corner, not long to wait now, and you may well be aware, but loads and loads of WordPress products reduce their prices dramatically during this period, and it can be really difficult trying to decide what to get and where to go. And with that in mind, I've created a page over at wpbuild.com forward slash black, that's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. And it's a whole great list of things that I found out about. Now, there's a yellow button in the center called search and filter deals. And if you click on that, you'll be able to kind of filter them down. You can search for the ones that you hoped to be there. And you can also filter by the type of plugin or how much they've got off. And really, it's just, just a nice, easy page to find everything. There are also options on there if you want to receive email updates. Click on the, the button which says receive email updates and I will send you a very short plain text version of the latest deals as they come in. And also if you are a plugin or theme developer or something like that, there's a did we miss this deal tell us button and fill out that form as well. And um, I might be able to put that onto the page. We're also offering some sponsorship options on that page. And what I mean by that is we're going to put our sponsors right at the top of the page and, and hopefully that will obviously increase the amount of sales that you get. Certainly appreciate anybody who uses this page. It uh, really does help to keep the WP Builds podcast going because I am using some affiliate links over there. Anyway, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. And uh, yeah, I think that's a, a good place to go this week. The other one that I'd mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you would like to have your product or service placed in front of a WordPress specific audience on WP Builds. WP Builds is brought to you today by PageBuilder Cloud. Work faster in your page builder of choice by reusing your cloud save templates. Import and export any layout to any of your WordPress websites. PageBuilder Cloud works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, Breezy Gutenberg, and many more. And you can get up a free trial today at pagebuildercloud.co. And WP Feedback. Are client communications eating up all of your time? If so, check out WP Feedback. It's a visual feedback tool for WordPress that's specifically designed to get you and your clients on the same page. And you can check this out at wpfeedback.co. And Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud-based hosting platform for WordPress. Unlike others, they let you choose the servers from top cloud providers like Google Cloud, Amazon, and DigitalOcean. There are no restrictions on the number of websites per server. Try Cloudways using promo code WPBUILDS and get $20 free hosting credit. And we certainly do thank all of our sponsors for helping us to put on the WP Builds podcast. Right, let's get on with the main part of the podcast. We're on episode number 155 entitled, Are We Boring? I think David Wormsley and I would both have to say, yes, we probably are. This is the leak number three. We've been doing a series based upon a book called Watertight Marketing by Bryony Thomas. We've done leaks one and two. And the idea is that 
This book is trying to encourage us to identify aspects of our business where essentially clients come our way, but we somehow manage to lose them for one reason or another. And in this one, really, this episode, although it's entitled Are We Boring? It's about brand representation. It's about choosing your brand so that people are very, very clear on what it is that you're offering. And they're also kind of, you know, they're, they're getting into your branding. They're enjoying what you're saying, the language that you're using, the colors that you're using, the fonts that you're using, the character that you're using. I think it's all too easy in technology for us to put pictures of wires and computer screens and things like that. But maybe that doesn't necessarily chime with your customers or your possible customers. So in this episode, we talk about the things that we've done to try and shore these up. And uh, I would commend it to you. It was fun chatting to David this week about it. Are we boring? This discussion is based on the book Watertight Marketing by Bryony Thomas. And she's given us 13 areas or topics for us where we or our clients could be leaking potential business. So we've already started this series and we're working our way up an imaginary funnel. So we started off where we were talking about existing customers we have. There's a potential leak there if they don't know all of what we do or they don't still feel connected to us and could forget about us. Then we moved on to onboarding that's the point where we may have a lead they may have even paid us but they're not yet psychologically attached to us they don't feel they are our customer and we could lose them in that onboarding so now we're moving on to what she calls emotional connection leak number three all about our brand our reputation how we portray and make a connection with people the type of people we are so, so just just to be topic. yeah just to be clear is this um this is about people that we don't really have a current relationship with it's about maybe they come across our website or maybe some of our printed materials that we leave lying around in various places um so they're not our customer yet we haven't necessarily had an, uh, an interaction with them but we're talking about how they perceive our brand and whether or not that switches them off or makes them pick up the phone or contact us in some way that kind of thing yeah exactly it really is branding and this is the interesting thing because i guess there's all types in in the people that we talk to our audience in terms of people who build websites that's what keeps us together but some are very much on the marketing the branding side so this is second nature to them i think you and i are more of the well we technically know how to put a website together but the rest of it is we're a bit poor on yes i would agree with that yep yeah, so we kind of probably fail on this. So we probably need this discussion more than most of the people listening to it. But yeah, uh, yeah I struggle with this area, Brandon. It's really made me think about this because I just don't think I get a message over that connects emotionally with people because I don't know necessarily what it is that they want. Yeah, I think from my perspective, this is the kind of thing that I revisit like once every goodness me, like five years or something, you know, there'll be a point yeah. where I look at my own website, which I confess I don't do very often at all. And I will suddenly say, no, it looks no good. It's not it's not not what I want anymore. It's looking tired. Mostly it's driven by design. You know, I'm looking at it and suddenly thinking, boy, I'm, I haven't adapted the way it looks. You know, that website design has moved on such in such leaps and bounds since I last touched it that it now needs to be done. And I've done that several times. So over the last, I don't know, 12, 15 years or whatever it is, I've iterated on it quite a few times. But but I don't 
I'm not the kind of person that goes back and fixates upon it and tweaks it very, very often. Whereas I know that at the minute, you're very much involved in that process um, and you're having a different dilemma, aren't you? Whereas you're, you're trying to tweak it maybe too much. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think I've got my message over or what it is, how I want to connect with people. But we're different, aren't we? Because I think you can get away with not having to worry about this too much because I think you attract people who are local to you. Yeah. So you've only got your local competitors to worry yeah. about. Yeah. And then you make that very early connection where they see you and that being you is your branding really isn't it that's very helpful yeah in the sense that it is much more of a local business you're obviously based in all different parts of the world at various times of the year so you need to have a much bigger footprint if you like mine is local clients local people so that's much more straightforward for me to to pull off without having to tweak it whereas you because you're trying to find people from random places on the internet need to get the messaging really really clear and it needs to be really clear so that it's bang up to date all the time yeah do you think um in a way this section is is talking about the same things as well i've heard it from troy dean and chris lemmer this message that we really need to sell the benefits not the features of what we do when we're to say building our website clients do you know it's really interesting because david and i i should say to anybody listening we often have quite a lengthy chat before we begin recording this and and i am going to be repeating something i said to david before i i'm not sure if i'm in the minority here but i really like being advertised the features more than i do the benefits and i i gave you an example didn't i about car adverts and i i just mm. randomly talked about bmw but this could apply to anybody you know i have a very strong recollection that when i was a child the advertisements for cars were much more on the features you know it's got this new gizmo the the windows are, are electric because that was you know a thing back then and the car stereo looks like this and it's got speakers in these locations and the the you know the 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 real wheel drive is is a big feature and and that all worked for me i was i was able to grab hold of that whereas now if i watch a bmw advert i'm essentially going through like a movie trailer and it feels like they're trying to sell me a lifestyle. So the car is driving through some city late at night with high-rise buildings. And, you know, the people that are in the car are very glamorous. And they're obviously going out for a fantastic night. And then they step out and there's the opera house or something. Do you know what I mean? So the point yeah. being that they're trying to sell me a lifestyle. And yeah. I want the features. But the fact that all of the companies selling cars are doing it in the lifestyle way kind of leads me to believe that I'm in the minority. But I... I prefer the features. So I don't think that kind of marketing is dead. I just think mm. I'm probably in the minority. Yeah, and I think it couldn't, I don't know if that would work for us. We wouldn't have the budget for that kind of thing. I can understand why they do the, the lifestyle thing because that's going to, even if you don't take it all in, you're going to associate yes. uh, probably in the back of your mind, uh, this is upper market stuff. People who drive these cars, um, you know, at the, this is really top-notch stuff. But really, when it comes down to the decision-making, um, you're still going to probably go into different garages and check out the prices and whether it's going to fit your criteria. And it's just maybe going to nudge you over the edge, over the competition, these adverts which have been there for a long time, saying, well, you know, this lifestyle stuff, clearly this is a good product. I don't know if we can do that with our websites. We have to 
I, most people are just going to land on the website to see whether we would be the right designer for them. Yes. Um, they're they're going to need some, some, some facts, aren't they? <laughs> well, it, it is interesting because I suppose if we're advertising ourselves as a website building business, the technical details are significant and important. But... I, I, I guess at some point there's a you know there's a sort of disconnect here. You can, if you think about it clearly and carefully, you can advertise the feel of having a new website. You know, um, we, we've been browsing and having a look at various rivals to WordPress here in the sort of SaaS yeah. space, things like Squarespace and and whatnot, and they don't really advertise the features quite as much as just sort of look look how simple and easy this will be look how look how great your life's going to be so i think it i think it's possible to do both but it feels to me like the, the 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 modern way of doing it is to hide the features behind the the sort of lifestyle advertising if you know what i mean so they come later yes yeah, I mean, we looked at Squarespace and they do it remarkably well with just very simple titles. Yep. And that because they're aiming at how, I guess, you can get control over what you want. And it's kind of difficult for us because for most people, we are providing a service. So it's going to be about what the website is going to look like for probably most people who are coming there. I don't know. Do you know, this is the interesting thing. I just wonder... When people come to a website, are they asking for the thing that we think we're selling to them? So if we're a, a bit of a designer and we think that we might be able to design pages to get them more business, we're probably likely to advertise that. And I just wonder, which is what I see, I think, with clients that I have, is that actually they kind of see us more as the IT guy who, who just you know does something for them that they couldn't do themselves. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to think whether I've ever managed to onboard a client who didn't at some point want to know about the detail. And the answer I think mm. is no. I think they all at some point wish to have that detail. But those conversations come after getting them through the, you know, some kind of a process whereby they recognize that you're worth a phone call. And maybe as as we were just saying a moment ago, maybe this kind of um benefits over features what what was it what's the exact wording i can never remember that the the chris lemmer troy dean thing it's features oh i don't know as opposed to i can't remember but anyway the point being that i think if you can it i think the features conversation always comes up but the mm. whether or not i'm doing a great job of getting enough phone calls because i kind of like advertising the features is um is is a point which would probably need further discussion yeah and i think it's hard at turning things into benefits without them also sounding like lies mm. uh, because you know if you try and say well what you know you get this website then you, you start to and i see this you know happen i think i'm been guilty of that on my first attempts to do websites of kind of saying what this is going to do so you hear people say well you know a website will you try and convince them of all the benefits of a website it's like a cheap employee that works 24 7 for you mm. and it kind of sounds fake and it's the same you know this a website that's going to get you more leads it, i find this maybe it's just because we are similar on this one cynical mm. Um, mm. but I, I don't know if that actually works I, I I don't know. I suppose it's also the fact that you and I are in this space and so have some sort of perception of how realistic those metrics are. Um, mm. But it, clearly the fact that there is many, many internet entrepreneurs who manage to 
uh, create gigantic businesses out of kind of misleading features, I think shows, well, demonstrates that people are open to, to that kind of um, marketing yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were talking a little bit. We're not going to get into politics here, but just you know, you, you know the emotional works when you look at the the kind of campaigns, the Brexit campaign for us, and and the presidential elections of 2016. You can see that some of the messaging and how they can reach people and tie into what people are feeling about their sense of control and their emotions to to be able to effectively send messages because they can connect emotionally with people. It, it's quite startling. Particularly, I think it's a big shakeup, isn't it, in in politics, because politics has largely been about presenting. Uh, I was in the civil service, so I know this. It was about presenting sort of cold, hard facts that people needed to know. Yeah. And people can't connect with those in the same way that they can. And we see this change, don't we? I think in politics, it's changed the way uh, there's a whole there's a Winston Churchill quote, and I can't remember exactly what it is about this document uh, begging not to be read, a civil service document. And it's like that, isn't it? Mm. If your approach is too detailed about what you're going to get exactly, and it doesn't find the core of what people are feeling or how they're going to feel about themselves, you're not going to meet them. But I don't know how to do that um, in our business. I suppose it also depends on what stage you are in the in the buying of a website process um and again this is i'm not buying a website so this just sort of strikes me that i needed to buy a window an actual window for my house the other day and uh and i, I didn't go browsing around for glamorous looking websites that advertise like the, the the like how how wonderful my life would be if i purchased this window i literally wanted a window and so i needed something that told me what it was made of how much it cost and what the dimensions were and so on so that was like really really features based but yeah. i think if i was a company looking for and i've got my small business and the business is very close to my heart and i want it to be successful if i'm going to be trawling around uh, a, a bunch of rival website design build agencies i think that stuff could have a dramatic impact you know depending on how how successful you were at planting an arrow in my heart you know you pulled my yeah. heartstrings something about the the way it looks the the color palette the the softness of the way it's been put together the language that's been used the fonts all of that stuff i think that would be really really significant but i, I struggle to empathize with it because it, as i said 10 minutes ago it's not the way my brain seems to work yeah. And I think, you know, that in the, the chapter in the book or the section on this on the leak, that's really very much pointing out this kind of thing. I think you need to. Well, obviously, it's going to help to have something that's congruent all the way through so that your your imagery is matching up the kind of words that you're saying and that you've got that's all linking into the personality you have as a brand. So I think when she's talking about this topic, she's talking about businesses who maybe not even thought about it half as much as we need to in our business. So I think there are some, you know, just some quick wins anyway for any business out there who needs to just think about their branding and make sure they're consistent. You know, I don't you know what, I'm really rubbish at this stuff because I, recently I sent out some cold called emails and, um, I was looking at this and I thought it made me think again about how I'm going to make that sort of emotional connection with people. So I shoved in a little picture of me and then a little sort of bio at the end. And in a way, it was quite convincing at the 
at the bottom of the the footer if anybody got to that bit it mm. sort of explained what we did but then i realized i just didn't have it on any of my other emails that i've been sending people or for years <laughs> you know right it's so, just forgetting to actually put the branding in place um where it needs to be seen so consistency is i suppose important this is a, a, an interesting point if if like us and probably people listening to this you have a a, a, a website a business you build websites for people and and you feel that it's time for a bit of a refresh is this the kind of thing that you you would need to do wholesale do you need to kind of on one day click a button which migrates your brand new site over or are you more into kind of iterating over time just tweaking things here and there because that's really not the way that that I have done it I've just suddenly got fed up with what I've what I'm offering and I've rebuilt it quietly on my own um, machine, you know, not connected to the internet, then made sure that, you know, all the redirects are done and everything. And then uh, uh, one moment in time, click a button and the whole site is changed. That's just how <laughs> I seem to behave. Do you change all your brand assets? So do your fonts and your colors? Do they uh, I have go? done that several times, you know, literally yeah. the whole entire thing has changed overnight. Yeah, yeah, I've done that a couple of times. It just works yeah. for me in terms of the, I can concentrate on it, get it done, because I, I can see myself getting caught up in like a molasses of wanting to tweak things. Whereas if I just suddenly release it at that point, I can then kind of let go of it. I know that's not the best advice, should be constantly tweaking it. But as you said earlier, in my situation, that doesn't seem to be super significant. So I just launch it, do it on one moment in time, maybe set a week aside or something, just fiddle with it, push it out, and that's it. And I haven't done that yeah. for years. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to have to do it myself. I've decided this, and this relates to this topic because I've been trying to think – how really I've always wanted to change the business because I'm not quite sure I've made it as such as a shop so I could accommodate any type of person with the same kind of onboarding and my homepage I don't know really who I want to reach but slowly I think I've decided that I, I might be better reaching people who feel they want control over their website so people that might have gone to Squarespace or Wix instead so if I'm doing that perhaps I need to present the whole thing in that way so where I've got things about you know what it's like working with us and bits of text saying what WordPress is and how I use my page builder I just need to do what they do which is you know have a little animated gif which is showing the page builder because that's what they're going to get when they work with me this thing and just big titles that are saying this is WordPress, you know, the, the most single most popular platform on the planet, that kind of thing. Are you saying uh, that your current site, is, is, is it a bit too wordy? Do you find yourself given free license? Do you write too many words down, whereas you want to condense that message into some, some more meaningful uh, images, in this case, animated GIFs? Because, actually, you're showing the features there, aren't you? Animated GIFs yeah. and things like that, because you just want to reduce the number of words, less time to stay on the page, just immediate visual impact. Yeah, I think so. But it's, mm. it's just, you know, as we said, we looked at the Squarespace and that kind of just hit right for people who probably wanted the control over their own website. Now, mm. I'm not actually going to change my business, but I'm thinking that might be what people connect with. Because I think half the time I'm employed because I'll help them do something they couldn't do, which is kind of set up WordPress, you know, set up some of the basics. But I think a lot of them, and I think I like those clients, actually want to 
to to work on their sites and do more with their sites and that's good for me i think for future business so i need to i think i need to make that emotional connection where i think what they want it's going to sound like her brexit now isn't it that the take back control is going to be kind of effectively my messaging within i think uh, the the next revision of my site yeah how do you how in the past i mean obviously for client sites it's it's different isn't it because you're you're given this job and you're paid to do it and you sit down and figure it all out but how have you gone about working out who your your customer is who are the people that are going to hopefully end up on your website and therefore how have you figured out okay I, I need to make it look this particular way or have this particular amount of text or advertise this particular feature how have you gone about that process well I haven't this is what I'm having to do now as yeah. you know I mean mm-hmm. most of the work I got came through a client that went through a sorry a colleague of mm-hmm. mine and and just through other connections so the work was coming in now I really have to define as it's kind of pretty much dried up now, you know, there's some referrals will go on. But largely, I now have to redefine what it is and who I'm going to go for. So I, I seriously have to think about this and how I'm going to connect with what I think they want. And you're going um, down the route of, um, so from everything that you've just said, it sounds like you're going to display on your homepage nice, clear, animated mm-hmm. GIF of using, in this case, something like Beaver Builder to demonstrate, oh, point, click, move, drag, whatever. Um, and also big up WordPress because you see WordPress as a, as a really uh, a good thing to be shouting about using. Yeah, I think it's got big enough now that people, uh, I remember when I first started using it, you know, sort of, I don't know, was it uh, 14 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. um, hardly anybody knew of it. But now I hear a lot of people regularly knowing what we're, presses they know it is a big platform but then yeah. uh, again i think they probably know of wix and squarespace as well yeah yeah it's going to be interesting did you ever step away from this and think to yourself i should definitely get somebody else to look at this instead of me what i'm trying to get <laughs> to here is the the whole thing of being too close to, to it yourself obviously if you work in a big agency somebody will be tasked with a particular aspect of your your website's branding and so on and somebody else might have their fingers in the pie but if it's like you and me we're just freelancers you've you've either got to do it all yourself or get somebody else on board the reason i ask this is because i've, I've got a project on at the minute which is uh, well i'll get to it at some point in the f- future no doubt but i've going to have a website built for this project and just knowing me and my time available and what have you I've I could easily build it myself but on this occasion I've decided to absolutely step away and hand it over to somebody else so that I don't have to do anything because I've noticed in the past just inertia creeps in I tweak things uh, a little bit too much it all takes too long I get too emotionally connected to it and what have you and I can't afford for that to happen on this occasion. So I'm just going to let somebody else have that work and hopefully they'll give it back to me. And I'm hoping, because I trust this person, mm. I'm hoping that they'll just give it back to me and, and I'll just go, yes, that's it. Because it's not me that they'll give it to me and I'll just be, oh, thank you. That's great. Lovely. Yeah. Do you know what? I think that's that's the perfect thing to do. You you need somebody to be able to sort of step back and and look at you. Have you ever noticed this when you're sort of writing something? We do this, I think, on our web pages. Whenever we've had an issue with clients, we we 
I think unconsciously, if we try and write, we try and rule out those issues coming up again. And there's, there's, I've read it a lot of time in other people's texts, and I've done it myself and had to delete it. There's a slight negativity because you're mm. trying to prevent bad clients coming in. So I do think you, I think you're doing the perfect thing, just getting somebody else to stand back and look at this. But are you going to accept their? Are they doing the copywriting for you? Well, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a bit of that, a bit of toing and froing. Um, so yeah, I'm sure there'll be aspects of that. I I don't really mind the copywriting too much because I quite enjoy writing things, but um, I'm interested to see where this project goes. I, I I would happily let them do it if they wanted to do it. They're going to have complete oversight of everything. To you know, I'm not going to hide anything from them. I'm going to make it really, really clear. Um, in fact, we've had quite a few meetings already and make it really clear about what the what the thing is, what I need it to do, and so hopefully those messages will will come out organically but let's wait and see yeah it's the ideal isn't it just remove your own ego from the process and your own negativity about the people you work with that's kind of got to get stripped away so yeah i would do the same um if i was as wealthy as you nathan <laughs> oh goodness me as wealthy as me that is such yeah, yeah but um no i just i've managed to 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 decide that it took me quite a long yeah. time to decide that because for the longest time I just kept saying well I can bootstrap this and I can do this myself yeah. and I can do that myself but it was actually a really relieving process it really felt nice to um sort of just hand it over and say you do it and then I don't have to think I just have to look when it's finished kind of thing yeah no I think it's a great thing and also you know Chantelle Edward Betsy our friend as well I mean she's she's been great at this she's got people to do professional photos so i mean she's always saying that uh, her business kind of took off when she put big pictures of her everywhere all over her site so mm. everybody could see what you're getting and i think that's true but she's been good at that she's paid people to do copywriting and uh, you know professional images i think it is a way forward for us really do you think um do you think that's a significant thing obviously in the case of chantal that's really worked really well um she she obviously has been able to put together some really nice imagery of herself mm. and that's really really great some people i suppose would be really reluctant to put their face on their website or go through the process of having photographs taken but do you believe that little personal connection is is good in every case as i don't have mm. any photos of me on my website i mean on the wp builds website there's lots of little tiny icons of me in thumbnails and things but on uh, on my business website there's no, no hint of what I look like at all I don't think yeah I know that's really odd well, we were talking about this wasn't it with your little avatar that you have your little cartoon which everybody yeah. comments on but you know it's just such a terrible representation of you <laughs> I really like it I don't know where that came from really I just put it up one day when I received it from a friend who drew it and just it kind of became something that I used but on my on my business website there's there's no photographs of me i'll probably go and add one now just just to just to make it a bit more real but it just never occurred to me back in the day when i built that that people would want in any way shape or form to know what i looked like but chantal's proved that it can be enormously powerful yeah i i think on the whole it has to be if we're i mean if we view ourselves as a service industry you know it is going to be about personalities so you know anything that helps them to understand 
you know what who you are i mean certainly a photograph is the easiest way isn't it to communicate that mm. i mean it could, it could work both ways of course but um you know there's no getting around it they're gonna have to see you at some point well that's a good point it could work both ways couldn't it you know what if there was just something about your demeanor that didn't uh, gel with somebody it might actually turn them off um, so interesting. I suppose you've got to take that on a case by case basis. In Chantal's case, it was an absolute slam dunk. She very, very clear about the fact that it was a, a real instant success. Yeah, but I suppose, no, she looks. Yeah, weigh it up, weigh it up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she kind of looks professional, and, and a lot of the time she's getting, I think a lot of her uh, customers are coming through kind of networks of business women as well, and she kind of you know they're going to relate to what she looks like there and I, I do see the issue but I, I think you know like you hide your pictures there but I, I guess to know you Nathan it's probably you know you better as soon as you're on camera and talking and then you get your full personality so maybe a photo might not be the great thing for you you'd need a video yeah that's an interesting point and I've said in episodes in the past that I have started using kind of loom videos quite a lot um, although I don't really do much in the way of cold outreach or anything like that, I um, do respond very often to people contacting me with a video. So I suppose on that level, I do uh, have that marketing, but it, it isn't on the, the, the website as such. But yeah, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but you're right. What about yeah. what about things like the, um, you know, getting down to the sort of nitty gritty, things like fonts and, or I don't know, the choice of fonts <laughs> and the color palette and all that. Do you do you sweat loads about that kind of stuff as well? Because I know that, um, so for example, somebody like Peacher, all of that kind of stuff is terribly important. The amount of um, spacing, the alignment of the text, the actual font of the text, the, you know, not using too many different fonts, having the right size font, all of that is super significant to her. But I don't know if it's something I've ever given as much weight to as she does. No, I can't even lie on this one because someone could just go to my site and prove the opposite. <laughs> so, uh, um, but you know, what? when it comes to clients, I'm, I'm getting much better on those design things. I do think what that font, the character of that font and what it's going to match in with other things. But I can't do it for myself because, again, too close, which is why I think you're right about you need somebody else to go and look at your branding from an outside perspective who can... And maybe if they tell you what you are about, maybe you can, we should be able to, with our skills, be able to match our fonts to that. Mm. I suppose this is all a bit of a fine line, isn't it? And what I mean by that is I think it's possible to kind of like overdo this stuff. So you're on such a quest. I don't mean you. I mean, one mm. is on such a quest to be whatever it is that you want to be, however you want to portray yourself. You kind of overdo it a bit and become a bit bland in the process. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think, you know, being who you are is the important thing, isn't it? And I think that really branding should really be that, shouldn't it? It should be just a way of better presenting who you really are, which is going back, I guess, to what we opened up with, which is that what kind of people are you? You need to get how you how you can portray this to people so they they know what you're about. Mm. I've seen I've seen a lot of um so as an example of this, you know, you were talking a moment ago about um how you want to potentially put like an animated gif of using a page builder on your homepage just as a nice quick demonstration of what you would get and it'd be very eye-catching and so on. I've seen um 
a lot of a lot of uses of that kind of thing, which I, I just you know kind of like overbearing, and also a use of especially when I sign up to SaaS platforms, a lot of use of like cartoon videos and things, and they just mm. seem you know that you know meet John. John works in an office. <laughs> John has to photocopy all day. Wouldn't it be good if John had a system? You know what I'm saying. And <laughs> those do. kind of things they they ooze no personality whatsoever. In fact, quite the opposite. It's almost like somebody said, "Look, here's two dollars can you just make us a video showing what the product does and it, i kind of find that almost worse than having nothing there at all uh, yeah i agree i think but i think that's just trends i think still what they're yeah. trying to do aren't they <laughs> i think they are still trying to get over the 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 they're trying to connect with somebody and, and say what the benefits are of this product. So I, I don't think that's probably ever going to change. It's just maybe the format now has got a bit boring. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I mean, it just, it, I think, is speaking to that particular example, if you do yeah. those kind of animated videos, the, the bar has been raised so high now because yeah. I've seen some examples which are just like Hollywood quality uh, you know, clearly big companies with big budgets, such that when I see a really cheap version of a video, a cartoon video, uh, it just looks cheap. It's a bit like watching, I don't know, some cartoon from the 1980s and comparing it to a modern CGI film. There's just no comparison. And one just looks, oh, no, like watching old Doctor Who episodes. Oh, no, the wall wobbles. And you just <laughs> sort of see through it a little bit. And I think that kind of stuff can spoil it spoil the branding yeah kind of create a sense of distrust these guys you know they, they haven't put together this video and it all seems like the wording was all wrong and it all felt a bit rushed they've just cobbled something together and thrown it out and for video read anything you know if you get the wording if you're too enthusiastic if you're trying to appeal to a particular client and you you really like just hammer home the point at some point those kind of things start to Oh, it's a bit too much effort here. It all seems a bit cobbled together. I don't know. Yeah, no, I understand this. And I, you know, when I look around at sites, uh, particularly um, local trade sites, you you know, sometimes they look really terrible when they are beautifully designed because you, you kind of know, no, they didn't have the budget for this kind of design, yep. surely not for their business. So you realize suddenly there's something fake about it. Mm. Uh, then you think, oh, well, this is either templates or they're not. It's not really uh, helping you to understand where they they sit in it. And I think that's the problem with those little videos as well. There's no real people behind those products. You see these little videos. It's supposed to tell us that this is a you know, big, serious company who can afford to have videos done. But you you sense hiding behind that is just some local guys who've just started up. Yes, yeah, very much so. And actually, now that we think about it, because we spend our entire lives sitting in front of computers looking at websites, it is it, it is pretty obvious straight away when you go to a website and they really haven't sweated the detail. Um, yeah. You know, like... I don't know. There's like a, a faulty piece of padding. Look, that padding is really weird. That piece of text is clearly meant to be in the center, but it's not quite <laughs> in the center. And those kind of things speak speak volumes, don't they? So I wonder. I wonder if the general population at large also have this. You know, uh, probably there's a whole load of really wonky websites out there that have converted really well. And equally, there's probably a whole load of really, really amazingly thought through websites that haven't converted well. And I, I guess it's a balance, isn't it? It's a balance of images. It's a balance of typography. It's a balance of the actual copy and the videos and the 
the you know the the h1 tags in the right place and so on and so forth it's just balancing it and hoping that you get the right the right balance yep absolutely well you know we've talked for a long time and as always we've given absolutely no value at all yeah well that is our motto david you know if you go to the it wp is. builds facebook group it does say giving yeah. you almost no value since 2016 I think that's yeah. that's okay. No, but it's nice. I think these episodes are lovely because yeah. you chat through these things and you try to kind of, um, you know, try to come to yeah. some sort of decision about what works. There is like a little. You've got a little. There was a little checklist in the in the show notes that you wrote, which I thought was quite interesting. Starting off with visual identity checklist. You've got five points here. You've got visual identity checklist, tone of voice checklist. Can you template it? Photography checklist and show more, per- sorry, show some personality. And the only one of those that I really take seriously is the personality one. I don't even know what an identity checklist is or tone <laughs> of voice checklist. I just don't even know what these things are. Yes. Well, but they are, they're going through your, I do you know, I, it's, this is going back years ago, but I remember somebody talking about uh, copy and they were looking at Ben and Jerry's site and and just how great their copy was. But interesting how it failed in some other pages like their terms and conditions, how they, there was really no reason why they had to go legally. Suddenly they could do the same effect, but still in Ben and Jerry's clearly defined voice. And I mm. think, yeah, it is about that, isn't it? I, I do check. I mean, I'm terrible when I write stuff. There's so many errors in it anyway, but I do try and check myself when I, so if I'm writing something, I tend to say there rather than there, there are or something. Okay. And I try and keep that consistency of that. So I think that's in that kind of thing, isn't it? Making sure that it's it's the same tone of voice. You can you can hear that person talking in your head yeah. as you read through everything. I know mm. a friend of ours who puts together WordPress related courses, he he long ago decided that all of his copy was going to be done by somebody else because he he really, really understood that a professional doing this and especially when you're trying to sell courses the messaging is you know you've got a finite amount of time and you're trying to onboard lots of clients all at the same moment so there's really no there's no room for error and there's no scope for iterating it's just you've got this one window in time he um Mm. he employs the services as a copywriter and he said it's been really transformational he can he can literally see how significantly better what this person produces is than anything that he could do. That they've just got a skill for it. And I, although I can write a half decent sentence, I don't have the skill to write persuasive sentences, marketing sentences. You know, things that are going to flip people into buying things when they're sitting on the fence. I just don't seem to have that in inverted commas killer instinct. I, I'm much more kind of mm-hmm. just sort of like prosaic than I am marketing. I know it's going to be different, surely. I mean, if you're if largely you're selling you as a service, then it's fine. You're going to do it best if you can keep that consistency in your voice. There is another side to that, you know, with the tone of voice checklist. You know, copywriters will look into the language that they think their ideal customer will use to connect with them. So, you know, they they may just kind of use slang terminology instead because they think that's going to connect or make that emotional connection with the people that they want to attract. So there is that side of it as well. Mm, I suppose if you are super niche down, you could really get into all that kind of slang territory. But in the case Mm. of our businesses, uh, I guess Mm. slang is not really suitable Mm -hmm. and you've just got to be as broad as possible. It is really difficult. Oh, not. Sorry? 
I was going to say, knock it on the head is something you say well, so often in this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Um, but the, you know, the fact that we're do our business is open to the entire world. You essentially, mm. well, I suppose that's not true. Some agencies will strictly work with, I don't know, um, fitness brands or something like that. But in my case, I'm I'm open to working with anybody. My size is probably a real, um, you know, the fact that I'm only it's only me essentially will weed out lots of people. But I'm I'm open to anybody calling me up and and having a discussion. But um, yeah, that that means that my offering has to be very generic, um, and it it works for me on the level that I can talk to these people and hopefully convert them. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna find that a really interesting challenge, I think, in the days and weeks to come. How do you how do you pitch a build it yourself mm. with me website business to the entire world? Yes, exactly. I'll still be aiming, though, effectively, I'll be aiming for people, Brits, I guess, mm. um, on the whole. But uh, should we just go through the other checklist? Quite interesting, because sure. you said the only one you didn't do, they can you template it? That's the thing. You know, and I still haven't done that. So when you're putting your, they say branded in docs and emails, that's Bryony's thing. But also when you're sending out to any social media, I still not used, I bought uh, is it relay this? Is that the right name? Oh yeah, for it? no relay that. It's called. It's a. Oh relay yeah, that. that. That's actually really good. I've used that, um, but I haven't. Mm. I, I, I suppose it's a question of just sitting down one day and making sure that all the things have the branding in, and um, and I don't do that. And usually it's when I get to oh I'm sending an email. Okay, the branding's not in the email. Right, fix that. Or oh, okay, I'm writing something in an autoresponder. Oh, there's no branding. Okay, fix that. I, I don't. I don't go around making sure it's correct un until I figure out there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good tool that I should be using, really, when you send to social media, just yeah. to make sure that a brand has got this consistency. Yeah, across. I mean, it locks down things like your font and it locks down things like your, um, you know, your icons and what have you. And it creates posts for just any shape or size. Essentially, you type into fields on the right hand side of the screen and then it, it makes the images and so on. Uh, there's a whole load of other things which should do a similar service, but they they're very good at kind of social <clears throat> excuse me social media posts and things like that. They're very good for. Mm. Mm. So, do you think we've actually come to the end of this topic? I think we have. Like you said earlier, we we never quite get to an answer. We're not trying to espouse a solution. We're just trying to talk through these things. Yeah, it's interesting. The so this was number this was number three on Bryony Thomas's list of leaks. It kind of feels like we should really have her on, so that we can uh, on the podcast, so that she can absolutely tear us to shreds uh, because we've misunderstood everything that she said. But um, so the next one uh, is mm. just entitled "No Gateway." Do you, do you have any insight into what we might be talking about next time? What's no gateway? Yeah. We should be talking. Uh, was she saying that there's no way to kind of try it out? Well, what it's like to work with you or your product. So it's whether you have any kind of gateway, something that would give somebody a taste of what it's going to be like if they work with you. Okay. So I think it's going to be quite interesting to look into that. Yeah, that'll be next time then. It probably in a couple of weeks from the day that you hear this. Okay, shall we, in that case, knock yes. it on the head? Indeed. All right, yeah. take care. See you next time. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. This book, Watertight Marketing, is proving to be a bit of a revelation for me, rather enjoying all the interesting insights that uh, that it's bringing to bear. I hope that you enjoyed it. In a couple of weeks, we'll do another one. We'll have an interview next week, but uh, then we'll do another one of these leaks. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. 
I would recommend that you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash black in the run up to Black Friday. As I said at the beginning, this is the page where I'm curating that searchable, filterable list of all the Black Friday deals that are related to WordPress. So that URL once again, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Page Builder Cloud. If you want to dramatically speed up your WordPress website workflow, then check out Page Builder Cloud. It securely saves all your templates to your own cloud. You can then reuse them on any other website in seconds. Page Builder Cloud works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, Breezy, Gutenberg, and many more. But it's not just for page builders. You can save your contact forms and ACF layouts too. You can get a free trial today at pagebuildercloud.com. And WP and Up. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and Up supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training, and counselling. Please help enable WP and Up by visiting wpandup.org forward slash give. Okay, hopefully we'll see you back here next Thursday. That will be a regular podcast episode. If not, we do a Monday live news. That's at 2 p.m. UK time. But also we do our sort of half an hour audio summation of the WordPress news. So you can catch those as well. If you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and fill out those forms, you'll be notified when they happen. As always, cheesy music towards the end. I do like a bit of cheesy music. Right at the beginning of the podcast, there's some dreadfully cheesy introduction music. And at the end, we we round it off with some equally bad cheesy music. And here it comes. Pretty jazzy this week. Bye-bye for now. (laughs) 